Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Ben Ellis had a procedure. You can listen to seizures through iTunes or a speaker account and search their seizure, or you can search my name. Actually, Jim Ryan pops up for you. Uh, as always, I'm Jim Ryan, only Jay Moore. Jay, how's, how's your week been? Week and uh, weekdays been for you, bud. Man, it's been pretty good. I just uh, I just got off the phone interviewing for the state athletic director job. I don't know how your day is going. Mm-hmm. So. I know, right? We'll get that <laughs> later. We're gonna, we're gonna have, it's been real talk. It's been good though. Um, we're going to have Justin Straw later on. But mine's been good. Uh, I actually I didn't watch a ton of football this weekend. Watched some, got some of them there, but didn't get a ton. Uh, anniversary, took went to eat. Had ate really good, drank a little bit. Um, I've never had it before. It sounded kind of weird, but I had some of the best fritters I've ever ate in my life. It was, it's seasonal because of snow crab, whatever, but it's it called a squash snow crab fritters. And, uh, yeah, it was, they was, they was fine. <laughs> the second least, it was balling. Yeah, was, I wouldn't mind trying we that. Oh, yeah, we went to um, Amerigo's in Floatwood and ate there. And, I've, I've heard things about it. I hadn't been, but I, all I've heard. It, it, uh, I recommend it. It's very good. Um, it's kind of a, a lot of people say it's a really nice place, and it's nice, but it's a pretty good place. But how they style it and everything else makes it seem nicer than it really is. I mean, you can take a date, and unless you just take drink after drink after drink, you can eat a good meal and eat good for sixty bucks. You know, 62, 63 with tip, depending, you know, what you get, everything else. So it's not that racially priced, but it's still really good food. I got the shrimp and grits, kind of a New Orleans-style shrimp and grits. It's extremely good also. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, well, I, I watched fall all day Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. And then we went to Lowe's, and... It never fails. Every time I guess I get in Rankin County, I see something that kind of say only Mississippi, and we walk by. I know it's getting Halloween season. There's a, a car that has a foot hanging out the back, and I also see a person sitting. Literally has the trunk up. They're sitting on some wood as they're leaving. So this person, as they're going down the road, and mine we're on Lakeland of all places. Me a person basically sitting on some wood in the trunk to make sure it don't fall out because it is extremely hanging over. Uh, there's no way I'm volunteering for that job. Well, first, I, I like, I, it is me personally, I, I like to know if they did not get pulled over. Yeah, I don't know how they did. <laughs> because if they didn't, good for them because I, I don't know if people go down Lakeland and flow with much. It's patrolled pretty heavily. So I mean, they thought they weren't going to see you. I mean, and they, take a, a yeah, they didn't go. Dollar. They didn't go unnoticed on Lakeland. No, no. Okay. But besides that, it was good. I did watch some football. Um, Tennessee lost. That was a good thing. Well, uh, I, I, I'll tell you this: that that you know, I it got to where. It, I really don't know how Tennessee has done some of the things they've done, just staying in that game and getting that game to overtime. Probably the most surprising thing out of all season, even more than the Hail Mary, was the fact you know, A&M had a shot to win that game in regulation, and they missed a field goal by probably 15 yards. I mean, he kicked it, and right off the foot, it was awful. And there was no chance. So, you know, Tennessee kicked a field goal to start overtime, and A&M lines up to tie it to second overtime. The fact that he made it, and it wasn't a short one, may have been the most surprising thing I've seen all year because with the way things are going with Tennessee, I just did not see any – I felt like he had a negative percent chance of making that kick. Somehow he did, though. Yeah, 
I watched the early portion again. Like, something does have to be done about time with these games. And that game really lasted probably close to six hours. No, no, no. I think it was five. It's five. But, I mean, and, and I will say, I know, it ended I know about 7.20. Like, okay, 2.30. Yeah, that's rough for about five. I know... I know when we get out to eat, we got done eating, and I looked at my phone real quick, and I was really just going to check to see what the score was for Alabama and, and Arkansas. It was coming out, Amerigos, and it pops up. I had some notifications, retweets, and stuff like that, and I looked at it real quick, and I noticed that Tennessee is still playing. I said, oh, my goodness. So, but anyways, five hours per game is way too long. I mean, it's even okay. an overtime deal. I will say a couple of things that, that well, one, you know, they had that that in, that major injury that took. I mean, it, it took yeah. probably ten or ten. Minutes. No longer on the team anymore. Right, <laughs> that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, the, considering he played Saturday and somehow there's something between what, Monday. Good, I, right, he had to test positive for something. It had to be because he got dismissed like on Monday, like two days later. Yeah. So, but but the thing is, CBS and I've heard other shows talk about it about the commercials. And how long they are, and on top of that, it says the game's going to start at two thirty. They didn't kick until two forty, and they were on air at two thirty. They didn't kick until two forty. They were showing commercials. They were doing all kind of business, talking about it. So I, I don't. It's like, it's like they make it draw out a lot. I mean, I, it, it's crazy how long they just. And, and they're starting to do the NFL deal sometimes on CBS, where they'll. You know, I noticed in college games usually they don't have commercial breaks every change of possession, but on CBS, they're starting to do that. I mean, they, they get well, three and out, they're I having to they're having I think it's only them. I think that's how they market. Like, it's, they got the cheapest deal for best game, and they that's how they make their money back. It's not news bad on ESPN and on the ESPN stations, but it is pretty bad. Other things for the week, I guess, God, State looked awful. I looked out of sync. I don't see how they're going to win this week. And it pretty much had to split to have a chance. And if they don't win this week, they're not going bowling. Had all Eddie stuff, all the damn all and stuff. That's an odd program right now. I guess with Arkansas, they can score some. But I think the Ole Miss Arkansas game is going to be high scoring. But from their off, from what I watched of it, which now I watched, I watched. A little piece of it in the beginning, and then I watched a lot of the end. Then, like Alabama dominated them on all facets. Really, it was just they had some a few receivers, and Arkansas, Austin Allen was one tough son of a bitch. And that's pretty much what kind of even semi kept it close. Okay, I'm um, trying to think, trying to think where to start here. Okay, with state, I, it was it was awful. I, buddy of mine. State well, I, I'm not surprised at one. I'm surprised it was 35 nothing at halftime. I mean, I'm not surprised at all Auburn won. Well, um, I thought they won by at least three scores. Well, I didn't. I didn't picture that, which ended up being I did, I, scores. I expected game the game. To, I, ex, I did expect the game to be competitive, but that wasn't competitive from really since every when he missed the field goal. I, I don't. It just went downhill. After the interception, really, it went downhill, and that was what's first, second play of the game. So, uh, I didn't. I expected it to be competitive, and uh, just really wasn't. I don't, and I know it's a bad matchup, but I didn't expect Auburn just to be able to run down their throats like that. But and I, I thought they had some more success in the air than they had it. But they just scored and made it look so easy, and I. Yeah, I can't say I saw that coming, but I'm not surprised at all. Auburn won. Uh, with, and with Ole Miss, I mean, it's one of those things. I think I think Ole Miss is a better team. It, it's going to be tough on the road. Arkansas, Ole Miss has had some trouble with them, especially with their offense. Um, to me, it's one of those things. Ole Miss needs to jump out like they've done in virtually every game. I mean, they scored on the first possession every, every week. They need to jump out kind of like they did with with Florida State, Alabama, even Georgia. They need to have that kind of start. And I think if they do that, they'll be fine. But to me, it's one of those deals Ole Miss needs to be up winning two or three scores. 
close game in Fayetteville against that Arkansas team that's as tough as they are at the quarterback they have, it, it's going to be tough. It, it, you let them hang around. And I just really don't think Ole Miss can afford to do that. Fortunately for them, I think they had the offense to maybe to outscore them. Yeah, I think they can get to the quarterback a lot. Now, to me, the biggest matchup problem is their tight end. I don't know exactly what to do with him. He's huge. I mean, he's like 6'6", 260, 250, somewhere in that range. Now, he's not Hunter Henry. He's had some drops and different things. And he's one thing about him, he's not very good at blocking. And from what I've seen and heard, he's part, he, he was the reason for two of the sacks that, they, that Alabama got, that he just whipped on the blocks. Um, Arkansas is, they're not bad. They're not good. They do, they're just good enough to beat somebody. But they're a team that Ole Miss should, should out really win. And if you listen to some of the interviews from yesterday after practice, I think this team's kind of excited to get away from Oscar. It's a change of venue for a week. Because, I mean, they did have four straight home games. Yeah, and I, I remember, to the, to that point, I remember in, in, in 13, Ole Miss had, you know, they started out and they played all but one game out of the first six or so on the road. And then they played yeah, six yeah, out of the first five. And then they played six straight home games before going to Starville. And just, you know, I, I went to all six of those home games. And really, four, five, and six, once they been there that long, especially by the end, by the Missouri game, the six straight home game, it just was different. And I'm not saying the atmosphere wasn't there a little bit, but you could just tell it wasn't as, Energized, it, it wasn't the same feel as it normally is on a home, even a night is a night game in the conference, and it just didn't have the same feel. And I, I and as players, you just, I, I get it. I, I would, I would like playing on the road. I, I think, and I think a lot of them get energized for that. And I can't really blame them because they haven't really been in that environment since Florida State. So, yeah, I, I think they. Are, I, I mean, I can't blame them for not, for being excited about it. Kind of some other sports we get back in with some football and we talk this week and different things. Basketball, not basketball, my bad, baseball playoffs. You know, being surprisingly, I've watched a good bit and I've kind of got the two teams I'm cheering for. I, I don't, one of them I know why, so I think it'd be cool, but it's been really good. Really fun, really fun to watch. The, the game last night was, you know, you saw all the cup people, you know, this begin, they're going to be done, and then they have that ninth in and they come back and win. And I don't know what it is about them, but I've kind of watched Cleveland some, and they're kind of a fun team to watch. Am I going to get into this minute? Does this minute I'm going to get into baseball and be watching a bunch of games like next year? No, but kind of playoff baseball is kind of fun, and that's really the matchup I'm hoping for in the World Series is, you know, it'll be. I think it'd be a lot of fun to watch. Cleveland just seems, from what I've watched them in this playoffs, they're kind of a fun team to watch. I'm kind of pulling for them also. Yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I'm leaning in the same direction. I, I like the Red Sox, and I hated they they got put out, but I do like Terry Francona. Uh, good time being, you know, I liked him on on Boston, and I think he's, I I, I like how what he's doing in Cleveland, and I, I do hope they they make it. And, and yeah, I want the Cubs to make it. I, I do. I like the Cubs. Uh, it, nothing, no really big surprises. I, I now we'll see what I. You know, I said before the playoffs started. I thought, I thought if the Cubs could make it past the Giants, or either the Giants or the Mets, but especially the Giants, that I thought they would make the World Series. So I'd see if that happens, or you know, but. Uh, no, I it's look. I haven't watched much. I mean, being being a Braves guy, I haven't, I haven't watched a whole lot of baseball. It's been tough. Uh, and these playoffs, goodness. I, I mean, I thought I'd watch some. I thought I'd watch when the Cubs play, maybe a little when when the Red Sox play. But I've watched really bits and pieces, or, or actually, pretty good chunks of most of the games. And playoff baseball is hard to beat. And regardless of what you think about baseball being boring, whatever, playoff baseball is anything but boring. And it's a live or die on every pitch. And what's strange for, for the Cubs, you know, they've had the best record and everything else. It's, you know, they have Addison Russell and Rizzo and all them. The guys that are really winning the game for them are, are 
not the name guys. It's, they're still role players. They've come up with some huge hits. Besides Bryant. Bryant's been really big. He has, but everybody <laughs> But but they've had like David Ross step up, uh, Wood. just yeah, pitchers in general just knocking the cover off the baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it, it has been, it has come from unexpected places. Hey, you should be proud of them. I'm, after watching several games, I got I, I know some names besides just the, which I almost knew Chris Bryant is even when he was in minors. You saw some stuff about him, but even some of the other names. I'm, I'm not, after watching a few games, I know I'm kind of. Part of myself there. Other news, Ole Miss got a commitment in, in basketball, a really big commitment, in my opinion. Really, just just last year, he was uh, he was top 35-ish, depending on what you was looking at. Now, I think he's around top 100, top 80 to top 105, something like that. Um, Devontae Schuler. Really, he'd probably be even higher. Like, recently dropped something. He transferred to Oak Hill Academy, which is Top tier basketball academy. There, I think I saw a stat where the coach has been there. That's there now. He's had. He's got like thirty players that's been in the NBA since he's coached there. That's been there. So a lot of talent comes through there, and of course his productivity, his minutes just went down some because he's there, and that seems to be a reason a lot of people think he's dropped. But really big get for for them. He's a really good shooter. Some people are comparing him to Marshall. I've seen that he could be the new Marshall. The difference in him, this kid is scouting report is that he's known, his coach has said this, that he's an extremely good on-ball defender. And that's something that Moody and Marshall is a liability at most of the time. And kid can fill it up. It's, you know, almost is recruiting him as a point guard a little bit just in case. But his coach, he's coached a lot of talent. He says he's a true two. And I think that's where he ends up at on this. But he can ha- probably handle point in a pinch, but not full time. But even though that's two really good guards that Andy Kennedy's got, um, we kind of knew this was coming. He's dropped some people, kids that he committed early on, pretty much the Mississippi kids that was wanting to commit early, and he ended up dropping them. And I, I know ones end up transferring out of state. I know they want to get a, a kind of a stretch forward or power forward. Not sure. There's a few names out there. I don't know how much they're in it since they missed on Morris. But so far, you know, they got one more spot. But so far, two really good pickups. Yeah, it, it was that was huge. Uh, and you you can just tell you know, this for people that didn't think that had any doubts about what uh, the facility upgrades or whatever helping Kennedy. I mean, look at this and, and the staff too. They're I mean, they're doing a really great job and. And I tell you, I mean, I'm, I'm not diminishing anything on, on what the staff's doing. I think they played a major part in it. But I, I will say it it feels good to see some of the, the former Ole Miss players really stepping up in this. And I know this guy was linked, you know, with me, Murphy Holloway uh, being from the same hometown. And he yeah, was he did. Murphy Holloway was a major factor in this. Uh, not just, oh, this is the reason he picked a school. He's the reason it started with Ole Miss. The connection, I pretty much know the connection there. His older brother played at Murphy Holloway's original school, that school that he came from, where he used to go for a transfer to Oak Hill. He was on, his brother was a point guard there. And him and his brother are still tight. So he watched, he knew Murphy growing up. He watched Murphy play. He watched Murphy play at Ole Miss. He visited, I think, last year when they opened the arena. Murphy stays there, has that connection. Murphy definitely played a part. Oh, yeah, he did. Is he, is he, is he a reason that he picked on this? No, but is he the reason that the interest started? Probably so. Yeah, I doubt I doubt Ole Miss is even in the game to begin it, to begin with if, Mur, if Murphy isn't around. But, I mean, and that's not saying that's why he got him, but that's probably why there was ever a shot to begin with. Uh, and, and that's what you like to see. You, it's, I, I get you want guys to put guys in the NBA, and that makes a and that ultimately would make the biggest impact. But having having your guys that you know produce at a high level, and you know in your program to go out and you know talk to kids, trying to get them, you know trying to get the ones that come in, and that, that's that's big too. And it's uh it's good to see Murphy doing that. He he just 
he's not one of those guys that just graduated and hadn't heard from him since. He, he's been around all the time. He's trying to do camps here, uh, I mean basketball camps on campus here in Oxford. Uh, so it, it's good to see. Oh, yeah, it really is. I guess we did a friendly deal. We're going to get picked out the way. Hey, hey, one one thing, just and I, I know this isn't, and people don't talk about it that much, but just a little tidbit, it is cool to see. Um, and something I didn't know would ever happen, but I knew they'd be close after the signing period. But, you know, Ole Miss is, you know, Baseball America did their, so they were the number one signing class in the country. That, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, which people run there, so they expect them to be one or two. And Ole Miss missed the draft for the most part. Pretty much everyone came into town. I think the one that the person that they didn't get is somebody that's decided that to go somewhere to like Juco or something. I can't remember the kid's name. It, it, it wasn't yeah. a high name guy. It, no, it wasn't. He's he supposed to be a guy that was a piece, but not a high name guy. Yeah, I think he was a, like a top 250, but it was like a top 100, one of the top 100 guys. Something like that. He ended up not coming for some reason, but it wasn't because of the price, just some, some other reason. I can't remember what it was. But besides that, they pretty much got everybody in and kind of did this re ranking after everybody signs or contracts and everything else. And that's a heck of a job for Bianco. It's a heck of a class. <laughs> and really for this baseball baseball class, really team, really, not just a class. Going to be some young, young talent and a lot of young talent, a lot of young players play. You include the guys that are going to be sophomore or freshman last year. There's some guy that's not going to play their natural position because they try, want to try to get them on the field because they're bats. It's going to be interesting how Bianca kind of negotiates that. Does he decide if – I kind of expect some veteran guys to get some more playing time and he eases them in. Besides the guys like Kessinger, you know, he's going to start up in my opinion from day one and, stuff, and guys like that. But there's a lot of talent there that's going to play, and I, I – with freshmen, there's going to be lulls in, in the season. I don't know how good this team really can be. I, I, do I expect them to make the postseason? Yes. But I think it's going to be a really fun team. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those deals. They're going to be they're going to be good enough. I think they'll make the postseason. But oh, absolutely. All year you're going to be you're going to be saying, "My goodness, how good are they going to be in a year or two? Oh, that's yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they make the postseason good. They have possibility to host. Yes. Do they host? I don't know that. I think they'll be really pretty good in pitching, even though what they lost. There seems to be some arms really developing there with the guys they're bringing in and some guys that they had play as last year's freshman. They have they have the arms to be really good. And with some of the freshmen also, it's defensively they're already there. It's just can they hit at that level. Hey, and, and if you get in the postseason, I mean, they can't – look, they've lost their last four postseason games as far as NCAA tournament goes, so they can't do any worse than they have been with the older guys. So you get there, and yeah, you never true. know. <laughs> that's true. All right, getting in the pitch, had a good week last week. I went 4-1, went 3-2. Overall, we're still above Cat Ladies and Red Coast because we suck. Yeah, from 22 and 25, you're 23 and 24. Uh, BYU and State, BYU is a seven-half-point favorite, and I'm going to pick BYU. Yeah, I, I would have said probably before this I'd have picked State on the line, but, I, you know, State's going to have to show me something, and, and I just didn't see any fight at all at a, in a home game in conference. Now, going to Provo, I just don't see it. I, I'm going to take BYU. Missouri um, and Florida are kind of a weird game a little bit just because the spread is Florida 13-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't really like that. That's Brad. I'm taking Missouri. Man, I, I I know they didn't score against uh, LSU. They may not score that much here, but I mean, Florida's not exactly a juggernaut on offense. I think they'll be better, but that, that's a lot of points. I'm picking Florida because I think their quarterback's back, and I think that really helps them. Getting uh, that week off helps them. Well, and, Missouri got it too, so we'll, I mean, yeah. Oh, uh, Florida needed a lot more than with the quarterback situation. Yeah, they did. That whole deal with LSU and Florida was – Florida got what they wanted in the end. They didn't want to play that game. And if they don't play it, uh, they won't say it, but they'll be happy for it. That's right. And I don't think they're playing it. 
um, Southern Miss, the game that I will be at. And LSU. He'll go in. I, I was wondering about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got the tickets. We're going. I, even We're just going to go. It doesn't matter if Southern Miss is going to this game. have the tickets. Um, it's going to be some free food, free drinks and stuff. And we have a place to stay down there with my brother. Why not? Well, yeah. your, your brother needs to hook me up because I, I think we're going the next weekend. <laughs> and it's going to be so late. Well, if, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. It's going to be like uh, uh, oof, one in the morning. <laughs> that's kind of, well, that's kind of scary, like, you know, how, how some LSU fans can be. And I expect that game to be kind of hostile and get chippy. It can really be. You might want to. You might want to walk out in a a gold shirt or something. <laughs> yeah, if Ole, if, Ole, if Ole Miss wins, that will be a problem. It, it wasn't really two years ago in LSU. When LSU won, it wasn't too bad. But if Ole Miss wins that game, yeah. <laughs> I'm going LSU, but I don't feel good about it. Well, what's the what's the line? Twenty five and a half. Twenty-five and a half. You know what? I'm going to take Southern here, and I, I think LSU wins, obviously. But that—that's a lot of points, and that—and Southern can put up some points. They won't stop LSU really, but they can put up some. The next one's Tennessee and Alabama. Alabama's a 13-point favorite. I'm taking Bama. I'm thinking the way that all emotional stuff. That I think Alabama's a good bit better. I think the emotional stuff that all Tennessee's been through is just it's gotta basically they gotta not have enough to get up. I I'm taking Alabama just because I, I know Tennessee has defied odds as far as coming back and making these games that really shouldn't have. Alabama's not really the team that allows teams to get back in it like that. I mean they've only done it a couple of times that I can remember and one of those times was Cam Newton. So I'm not I'm not seeing I'm not seeing the pink comeback if they fall down three touchdowns. The next one's Ole Miss and Arkansas. I wish we would have called this line and it said we got it when it first came out. It came out at four. It's up to seven. Still picking Ole Miss, but I don't feel good about it. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think I'm. I think I'm gonna go Arkansas. I, I just this game scares me. I, I I think Ole Miss can win, but it scares me big time. I, so do you think I, Ole Miss wins but don't cover, or do you think Arkansas wins outright? See, I, I, that, that's my point. I, you know what? I, I'll take Ole Miss. I'll take Ole Miss. But here's the deal. I I really it, it's one of those deals. If Ole Miss wins, I think they cover. I don't think they win a close game, and that that's. Perfectly honest, I, I don't think they win a close game, and maybe it's just because of what I remember from last year. But it's really my whole life. If there's been a close game with Arkansas, they've only beat them like once. <laughs> it, it's most of the time going Arkansas. Well, here's the play. thing. Here's the thing. This this game, I could I could really see this. I could see a game where almost gets up seventeen to twenty four points, and third fourth quarter they start to make a little run, and they're up. 14 points a minute and a half, and they score 30 seconds left and makes it where almost has a six to seven point lead and they try onside kick. I really see a scenario like that happening. Well, if me. they kick it onside kick, they're going to recover it. Because almost don't recover onside kick. So you better, uh, that bit scenario better not play. I mean, now, they, re- they recovered one other week. You know, they, they did all right. When was this? When was the onside kick? I know Ole Miss recovered their own onside kick against Alabama. They recovered their own, but they don't recover them on the other side. Uh, if the other team's kicking, well, you might just get well, them. Well, even last year for Alabama, that shouldn't even went to Alabama. And, and they, that hey, should have been a penalty. They did recover one against State, but the State guy yeah. had it in his hands. I mean, I don't know what else. He had it in his hands. You talk it. about me being negative. You talk about me being negative. You're negative all the time. Okay, you you got to admit, onside kicks, though, Ole Miss is about, gets them about 10% of the time on defense. And you know it and I know it. I mean, there's no really, like, negative. It's kind of based on fact. But they just don't get them. <laughs> well, Vanderbilt and Georgia. Georgia, 14.5 point favorite. I, I'm taking Georgia, but 
it's yeah. kind of a scary deal. I mean, I, I know that Vanderbilt's not good, but Georgia, they they play up or down to who they're playing most of the time. Yeah. I think that win was big for Georgia just the last week. You know, people talked about that game being close or whatever, however many points it was versus South Carolina. You got to think that the way they lost against Tennessee, you know, they just got run up by Ole Miss, and they played Tennessee, and they lose it on that type of play. You know, emotionally, they wasn't into South Carolina. They didn't have no. to win. That's all they really doing. And then it was played on Sunday, kind of a weird deal. I think people read too much into that. Georgia is not really good, but they're okay team for the East. I think they handled Vanderbilt pretty good. Yeah, I mean, with Vanderbilt giving up 20 points at Kentucky, I mean, that's for for a team that's prided itself on defense. I mean, that Kentucky, I mean, they had their backup quarterback, and if you're giving up 20 points to them, that, that ain't real good. No, not so much. <laughs> Just talking about coaches, do they keep Mason one more year? I think they will. They, they, I think they've, they I mean, they, they've won a couple of games that. They they need to they need to beat somebody else in the SEC, but I I think they keep them either way. They they've had a couple of decent wins. I mean I know they're de- decent for Vanderbilt standards. I mean that's, they beat Western Kentucky on the road. They you know they're they're about what I thought, but I think they keep them. A bit worse than I thought they were. Are going are going to be should I say they're a little bit worse. I, I didn't think they would lose Kentucky and South Carolina at all. No. No, I did not either. That's what I'm saying. A little bit worse than I thought. They, 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 I know they wish they could have that South Carolina game back. I mean, they, they had it. <laughs> you think about it, though, you bring up the schools that are still potential that could change in head coaching for leaving or staying. Because with everything going on at state, whether he gets fired or not, I think it's a good chance Dan Mullen's not there. Looks like Gus Malzahn is probably going to might save his job. It's not a sure thing. They they lose several more games. You know, you never know. But that, that's three there. And there's possibility of, you know, four head coaches in the SEC, you know. And then what about the trickle-down effect that it has elsewhere? Did they get hired away somewhere? Just get hired away? It should be an interesting offseason already. I mean, you know, LSU's already. You know, we're hoping for ADO, but I really don't see that. So that's another going to be another coaching search. It, it's already going to be interesting because you know LSU's looking, and you know Texas will be. So. Yeah, it's already. That's it's already. That's interesting. Is Tom Herman supposedly you know they're going to be the top candidate and everything else, but. Let's just say he does go to Texas. Some people say Texas is better. Some people say LSU is better because they're in their works at Texas. You know, a lot of people believe since they went ahead and filed a smile that Tom Herman's got an inside agreement, whatever. Does it happen? I don't have a clue. But what does LSU do if they miss on one or two? Jimbo and Tom Herman says no. Then things get real interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun off season, and we it seems like we think we think that every year, but with this with the way things are going, it's hard to the bigger fun schools. Last year. Do it. It was pretty fun last year. Oh, it was, it was. Um, but like you got Notre Dame, Texas, yeah, LSU. It it has a chance to be really good, and who knows? I mean, there's more coming also. Yeah. You know, there's some state fans, you know, that think Dan Mullen's going to go for the Vanderbilt job if it comes over. Yeah, that could be possible. The what job? Really? <laughs> Vanderbilt. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I wouldn't think so. But Well, in a sense, there is some things. They're a private institution. They can pay. As long as you go bowling, they're really happy. So, we'll see. Yeah, and he 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 mentioned the the, the expectations of change. You know, they they were happy. He said they that state was happy to go into a bowl every once in a while, and now 
it is what it is. So maybe maybe that's what he wants is just a chance to go to a bowl every once in a while. I don't know. I don't know either. We'll see. It's, I know a lot of people want chaos and say why, but we'll, I just don't know about how, how that would work out. In my opinion, I do think him, him hiring Jimmy Setson, I wouldn't think he's just doing that because he's an extension. Did he maybe fire his agent because he didn't get an extension? Yeah, but I don't think he hires Jimmy Session just to get an extension. I'm not sure he needs to stay with him extension. Not only these two years left on his contract. And with only two years left on his contract, it's really hard to recruit. It's probably one of those deals where he has to get a pretty good contract with State at the, at the end of the season or he's going somewhere. You would think so. Yeah. Because, let's be honest, he's, he's looked before he's tried to get other jobs. He's missed on some jobs he ain't got to offer. And also, there's probably been several jobs that we don't know about that he's got to offer. But money-wise, or he, or they even did like a little cold call. What he been interested in? They talked money for a second. They said no. Because it doesn't like staying in pain. I mean, he's still making No, he's getting money. He's getting, he's getting paid now. He's getting really paid. But it it would take a... It, it, you can't just go by name, and it would take – it's going to take some money to, to, for another school to take him from the SEC. Well, see, I, see, that's why I don't know. Let's just say – what's he make now? He's close to $5 million. He's four-point-something right at $5 million. I can't remember exactly. Let's just say they won't renew his contract, at least two years left. Okay. Well, last year, maybe what he went listen to that child was going to pay him $3 million a year for state. Because that's the thing. Ole Miss and State, they only can have a four-year contract. But a lot of other states, they do contracts for seven, eight years. That's the reason LSU had to pay out less miles so much money. Maybe three years over a seven-year seven deal. Well, last year, he might not took that. He might take that this year. You think about longevity, security. Yeah, have that. If you look at it, it may it, it may depend on what he thinks about next year's team. Uh, it might can be better, but uh, no, I know. I mean, we we talked about it with this with the teams they have to play. I mean, they're gonna have they're have to be a good bit better. Oh yeah. So, what are you thinking about all this with uh? You know, the, the, I don't know if you've seen it or not, where the, I can't remember the committee, but basically it's a committee for, I guess, regulation on private schools. Basically, this committee come out, made it where private schools have to let all, basically said that their players or employees, because they're a private school, have to let all be to the media, all this other stuff that, Basically stemming from a Northwestern case. Well, I'm not really Nobody. surprised. I'm not surprised something I'm not surprised else came I'm not surprised at all. But if it's, say, used right, which I don't know if it can ever happen, let's have dispensers out and let's say private schools can pay their, pay their student athletes. You know, can pay them. Does that not pick up private schools a lot in recruiting because they can't pay athletes. I'm not saying get to that. That's not that's something that can't happen. If they're making their employees, if they get a salary, I mean, so you start a salary. So, so you're starting the rumor right here on this show. Dan Mullen's about to be the the head coach of powerhouse Vanderbilt. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even throwing Vanderbilt. I'm just throwing private schools in general. Oh, I, I know, I know. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> Vanderbilt's about to because I know. Well, they already basically pay their players in baseball. Why not start in football? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, Mullen can keep the rivalry with Ole Miss with Vanderbilt and get get the, I mean, get the players, pay them, whatever. There you go. <laughs> but it is interesting. I mean, they're saying they're employees. They, I don't, 
from what I remember reading from it, I don't really see like a pay scale. But they made it where they couldn't keep players from being interviewed by me, you know, like schools do, can't do freshmen, et cetera. I guess they're going to say now then their salary is the scholarship, but if you start here, I'm not saying this happens even in the next 10 years, but eventually that's got to lead to scholarship. That's got to lead to getting paid. Well, you, well that, now that would change things. Um, that that would get changed done if, if something like that happens. Well, I mean, I think it would expedite every school plan because, you know, if that happens at private schools, first thing you know, the school's going to say, you know, we can't let this, this beat us down because they're going to get all these kids, they can get played freely. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, now, now, listen, th- that will t- that will be the ultimate test of all these people saying, you know, that kids, some of the some of the kids are going to like Alabama or other places because they they have respect and they don't want the money that Ole Miss would give them. But I mean, that'll be the that'll be the that'll be right there. If kids keep going to Alabama and not taking the money other into other places, I mean, or you know, they just you know. Some of these private schools are just offering them gobs of money and then turning it down. And there'll be there'll be some schools off the V all of a sudden. They get paid over. They'll be all for that V. Or uh, off the off that cardinal. Anything you want any private school there is. I mean That's right. They'll be saying touchdown Jesus. Touchdown yeah, that's a good one, touchdown Jesus. <laughs> I just thought it start. I'm, I'm not saying something's going to be expedited down for as far as it's going to happen next year. I just thought kept going towards that process of players getting paid. Yeah, I mean, it was it was news for sure. I don't think so. So getting in on this a little bit, I guess they were getting in that uproar. And they're not going to get him. Cam Akers are top back, but what do you think about people trying to make the big deal about the Hill kid, I think, from Columbus as he says on official visit? My I don't think I don't think it means anything. I don't think it means anything either. He's going to state in my opinion. Okay. No, he's going to he's going to state. And I I don't I think that's a lock. that's as much of a lock as the state has. I mean I, I just I don't see any scenario where he doesn't go there. I, I think it's a little bit, a little bit interesting on this part. Talk about recruiting for, I guess since that they, which some of them are, are eighteen kids, et cetera. But uh, you know, LSU not having a coach right now. Ole Miss has threw out several offers to some uh, kids in Louisiana. I don't think it's a coincidence. No, no, I don't either. Um... I mean, they're offering Louisiana kids. I mean, kind of had to strike now. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. There's some, you know, there's several kids, uh, which I don't think it's the same thing. It's, some people say, you know, it's changed since Katrina that North Louisiana is the same as South Louisiana. And some of these kids are kind of Central Louisiana, so it kind of makes sense there. It's where Alabama's had some, some success in its past. So we'll see. I still think the NCAA stuff has to get taken care of for them to have a really good class. I think they can have an okay, pretty good class, but not what could have been with that NCAA stuff. No, and I you think know, that's what uh, – I think it, I think pretty much everybody knows that. I mean, it's not going to be the same with this NCAA stuff blooming around. And I don't think it is. So, what is your stuff on Chad Kelly? I thought it was a bad look. I thought some of the headlines were them he's involved in a brawl. I thought that was so disingenuous and everything else. It, it was a terrible look and a terrible decision, but should anything happen to Kelly, no. And no, it's was not. It, no. I mean, was it blown out of proportion? Yeah. But, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not justifying what he did at all. I think it was dumb. Oh, I, and, I thought he was stupid. I mean, I thought he was and stupid. Look, and look, for for him to say that, I, I, I don't think it's 
Now, I know a lot of people would. I, I don't think it's true that he thinks if you had a family member out there and that you would just run out there. I, I don't think that's true. Um, I mean, I, I, I know you'd be. You might run out there and try to pull But you got the possibility, not just, oh, God forbid he hit a, a minor on the field. What are you going to do when a minor hits you? I mean, yeah, there's, just, there's just so many things that could happen. I mean, it, that could go wrong. Right, and he's lucky. He's really lucky that it only played. I mean, it what played it, out the way it did. It, and he's well, fortunate. He, that, should, he probably should have been in the stands. He should. He shouldn't have been on the stands. Yeah. Why, uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I get. You know, they they probably look at him as, you know, the man there around there, and, and him being on the sideline is awesome. But he should. He, he shouldn't have been on. He shouldn't have been on the sideline. I mean, and, and I'm not saying it's totally unacceptable he's on the sideline because in general, in theory, you wouldn't really have a problem with it. But just he 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 has to know that he has a that he has a short fuse in certain situations. He has he just has to know. And it's, to me, it, it it looks worse on his draft stock. It shows a kid that's still and I guess a, a very stressful situation, a high-heated stressful situation, he doesn't make really good decisions. No, I mean, I agree. It, it, does, it shows that he, he can be short-tempered and the, the situation, if the wrong, you know, if a certain situation presents itself, he may not handle himself the way he should. And it, I think it does show. Now, whether it drops him down, who knows, but it, it it can't be looked at as anything but a negative. Okay, so now we're going to bring on Justin Straw of Who Cow Cow Bus Troll. Hey Justin, how's it going, boy? Hey Jeremy. I plan on talking a little bit more state than I guess we are with all the eighty stuff that I guess drama that went down today. I guess we we'll start there for get in the state. It's such a wild thing to me that in that state would go as far as that. Can you expect something from them to come out? Maybe, you know, the report's not accurate. But to go to the extent they did and have the, the I can't remember his last name, to go on interviews, it's just a wild situation to me. Just kind of, I don't know how I don't really get going that far. Uh don't really know why they went that far either. Uh, I've been trying to kind of figure that out all day. I mean, if they wanted to deny it, which I can understand wanting to deny it and, and saying that the process is still ongoing, and, I mean, that's all you really have to do. Uh, so I don't really know why they chose to take this hard-line stance that they did. I'm sure there is some end game in mind, but I just I just can't think of what that might be. It seemed like they tried to emasculate the Clarence Ledger and Botter. And I know there's a lot of people who have a lot of problems with Clarence Ledger. There's things they've done I don't like. But Bonner is one of the few that, in my opinion, probably does one of the better jobs for them. That's not really the right guy maybe you'd go after. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'd say emasculate, but I would definitely think, I just think it has more to do with the fact that Regardless, let's just assume that it is coming. I kind of tend to think that it's, that Bonner's correct and that this is just throwing off their timing of the situation. Uh, and if that is the case, I think they're just more – I think they wanted it more done on their terms. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, the, the, None of it makes sense. I mean, because – if it ends up being Cohen, then you got to admit, you know, yeah. I mean, they'll they'll spin it basically to say that Cohen was a candidate. Not hired at that time. It yeah, was, a, it mean, was an accurate report at that time. Yeah, and that's how I mean that's how it will be. That's how that will they'll talk about it afterwards. But I just like I said, I mean, all you don't have to go that far. So I had somebody tell me they thought it might have been an issue where they got a. There's a source for Bonner that they don't want him to have. I don't know if it's somebody too close to the program or what, and they're trying to keep that source from talking anymore. I like that. I mean, there's just nothing about it that makes sense. I mean, because you, you can just deny that report and say the process is ongoing, and it's, you're still done the exact same thing that you accomplished today, but you just don't have to look so indignant about it. 
Let's say just for a second that it is Bonner, because I really think it is. I don't think Bonner just made it up. I think he had really a sourcing on it. The state maybe got just pissed off, really, because it got out and they didn't want it out yet. How do you feel about that hire? To me, it's the hire probably itself is fine, but it could be maybe, and it's shown this in past at some places, that it could be a detriment on the baseball program itself, still having the old head coach there. Yeah, it's uh... – I don't know. I mean, I think, honestly, I think Cullen would be good in terms of handling the coaches for the athletic department. I think he'd do a really good job of that. I honestly think you might see this This football is a little bit different. I think one thing that he's going to be better equipped to handle than maybe Strickland would be, I'm sure you probably saw the report that Mullen switched agents to Jimmy Sexton. I think Cullen would be much better at negotiating with Sexton than Strickland would because Sexton, I mean, he, he he's a shark. Uh, there's no question about that. So I think in terms of that, I think Cohen would actually do really well. I, the only thing I don't know is what's how's he. We don't know anything about how he would be as a fundraiser and things along the lines of taking care of facilities and stuff like that. Just because I mean, he's been a baseball coach the entire time. Uh, I mean, so. That part of it we don't know, but I think he would be, do good at evaluating coaches. Uh, obviously, he's a top flight coach himself, so I think he'd be good in that regard. But he did bring up a good point about the baseball job. You know, we look at South Carolina when Tanner was leading South Carolina; they were winning national championships and always in the running for it. And now South Carolina's program is you know struggling to make NCAA tournaments and uh, try to get host bids. They're struggling to do that now, so. It's one of those things, if you really think Cohen is the guy and you think that he's uh, going to help the overall athletic department, you kind of hope that he can do the same with the baseball team. Uh, so we'll see. Kind of get to the football team and stuff a little bit. I did yeah, State would take a step back. Oh, yeah. I did think State would take a step back. I didn't feel like this. I still thought State would be a ball team. It could be – Maybe a seven-win team. They got lucky, maybe an eight, but it's doubtful. What do you think is going wrong with this team? I, I have an opinion on what's going on with the team. Not some, I think we're fully really going on. I just have an idea what's kind of is strong forward with that being going. Kind of what you think the issues is, just overall the whole. I mean, there are just so many. It's it's hard to pinpoint. Uh, the probably the biggest issue is uh, this team lacks an extreme amount of maturity. Uh, they've lost a lot of their discipline. I mean, Trevor Young, I can't even pronounce the name, Trevor Young or Jung. Uh, I mean, folks like Young. gesture when you're, and when you're down 35 to nothing, I mean, that's just ridiculous. That's a, that's a discipline issue. They've lost a lot of that. Uh, some of it, I mean, you can live with, like, personal fouls that are just as a result of playing aggressively. You end up hitting a guy late when you're just trying to pursue the football. I can live with those things. It's stuff like that that we're seeing more of, just the barking when they have no reason to be barking. Uh, that's the type of stuff that is a concern to me because that shows that you, you've lost your discipline focus that you've had because state used to never have those type of things. They'd get, like I said, they get personal fouls, but it was always like late hits because they were pursuing a, a runner and hit him a little bit too late going out of bounds, stuff like that. I'm okay with that. It's not ideal, obviously, but those things happen. Uh, but like I said, maturity, leadership, uh, you know, obviously the – I mean, they've missed Dak. There's no question about that. But they miss him more for his leadership than they do, I think, his actual production. I mean, Fitzgerald, if you look at his numbers, I mean, they're fine. Uh, they're obviously not as good as Dak's ever were, but – in terms of production, his numbers are perfectly acceptable. It's just this team has no one to rally around, and they got to get that from somebody, and nobody right now is stepping up. So, I mean, those are the biggest issues. They've got all kinds of other issues as well. But if I'm starting somewhere, that's where I'm starting. To me, you can tell me if you can tell me if To me, this goes back in the past few years with Dan Mullen and recruiting. I think with have, they've, they've hit some pieces. They've hit some really good talents. But in, it seems like in the past, which everybody's a three-star now. No matter what, you never see really a two-star Harley. Everybody's a three-star. 
in the past, there's been a lot of guys that had got many offers that Dan Mullins hit hit on. You can look at some that's even in the NFL that hasn't got many offers hit on. It seems like here recently that a lot of them guys that he's decided to offer hasn't found out. And then also some even the highly rated kids that you can look at one like Lincoln that come from Juco. There's a lot of hard kids that just also hasn't panned out, and it's been a combination of things in recruiting that's it's really hurt, hurt him. Yeah, I mean, it's – I mean, recruiting is one of those things. I mean, he's he has such a track record of taking the prospects that a lot of people weren't interested in and turning them into great football players. I mean, if you look at – uh, Preston Smith, I mean, when he was first recruited, he was a two-star. Uh, and now he was a second-round pick. One of the, uh, Coming into this year, he was considered one of the top rookies from a year ago. Uh, you look at people like uh, Jonathan Banks. Uh, his, he had a little bit of a bump in the road, but another player like Darius Slay is considered possibly the best cornerback in the league right now. I mean, so he's, he had a track record of taking these guys and developing them, but – this year and maybe a little bit of last year with maybe some of the offensive line, but not not nearly as bad. But this year, it's just not panning out. Like you said, Martinez Rankin, he he seems clueless out there, which is baffling considering the fact that he was the top-ranked JUCO offensive lineman. I mean, I figured he'd play last year just because he was supposed to be ready to go, and he can't even compete this year, it seems like. Uh, you've got guys like Ashton Shumpert, who was a four-star, He's been at best okay at times. He's had a couple of nice games, but for the most part, at, we're hoping for at best okay. Most of the time, though, unproductive. Uh, you've got I me. Mean, recruiting is always going to be you need to hit, uh, but when you don't recruit as well as the rest of the conference, you've got to make sure that you hit on those guys. I, uh, Brandon Walker and Brian Haydad the other day on I guess it was on Monday show. They went through and they talked about the people on, I think, the 2013 class. There's only like seven guys on the 2013 class currently contributing to this team. And that would have a class of 22 people. That's just not going to cut it. I guess going forward for this season, I guess the goal now would be to somehow make it to the six wins to get to a bowl and maybe not. Because you miss the ball, that kind of you break that streak that they went on and on about. It seems to me, you know, if they don't, if state doesn't win this week, which to me is a challenge, you know, anytime you're going across country to play and with the altitude and BYU, they're not a great team, they're not a bad team, they're, they're just okay. This week's almost a must win if they want to try to get to a bowl game. Yeah. It absolutely is. I mean, there's no question about that. If they want to get to the bowl game, they better win this game. I mean, you can beat – I mean, BYU is winnable. I don't think anybody should ever expect – I wouldn't expect anybody to predict State to win. Uh, but, I mean, the game is winnable. I'm just kind of looking at some of the things that BYU does today. I mean, they're a turnover-prone team. They, they turn the ball over quite a bit. Uh, they also create a lot of turnovers, too. So, I mean, it's one of those things. If they can win the turnover battle – then who knows what happens. Uh, but expecting them to win is not likely, to say the least. Uh, but but if you don't win, yeah, it's – I mean, you're trying to find four more wins on the schedule. Kentucky is probably a game that states – it's going to be around the pick type line. Uh, you should beat Sanford. But then you still got to get two more. Maybe Arkansas, because I don't know that Arkansas is probably as good as most people thought they were. Uh, and it's coming. They're coming to Davis Wade Stadium, so I mean that would probably help out some. But you still got one more. And looking, trying to looking at the schedule and trying to expect State to beat Texas A&M, Alabama, or Ole Miss right now, that's a lofty goal, uh, and that's probably putting it nicely. So if you don't win this week, it could get really ugly really quickly because all of a sudden Davis Wade Stadium is probably only about half full for some of these other games. Uh, the morale of the team, the morale of the fans, it just it, it sinks pr- even lower than it probably is right now. So, yeah, winning this game, if they want to get to a bowl and a team that is as young as State is, they need the bowl practice, it's, it's pretty important. Kind of the last thing, there's, they didn't renew the contract last year. And this, with how this year is going, 
let's just say they don't go to a bowl, they lose, lose again at a bowl just, just for sake. What happens with Dan Lowe, in your opinion? Does he, uh, does he get fired? What do you think really happens? Uh, they're not firing him. I mean, I don't, yes, I mean, especially if the performance arc right than John Cohen is, uh, named athletic director, he definitely won't fire him, I, I don't believe. Cohen, Greg Byrne actually asked John Cohen for his opinion on Mullen when he was hired, because he, uh, Mullen, I'm sorry, Cohen was the first hire that Byrne made, and then he hired uh, Mullen shortly after. Uh, so Cohen would definitely give him another year, and I know it's going to make a lot of state fans upset, but he'll get another year. I mean, you don't want to be in a situation, I mean, you experienced this firsthand being an old Miss fan where you take a guy like Dan Mullen who had this amazing success, take the best player possibly in school history off the team, and then you take this major step back, and then you, you can't really find a guy to take the job. That's what happened with David Cutcliffe uh, back in the early portion of the 2000s after Eli Manning left. You don't want that same type of scenario playing out because what guy is going to take the job when they look and say, oh, State went to six straight bowls, had unprecedented success, did things they've never done before, and they fire him the first year he has a bad year. Who wants to take that job? Uh, so I, I, he'll definitely be back, but he has elevated the program enough where if it happens two years in a row, it's a trend now, and you then you need to make a change. So he'll be back for 2017 regardless. But if it's if they've only got three or four wins on their under their belt in 2016, it, his seat's going to be pretty pretty toasty going into 2017. So what do you think they do with this contract then? Because that only leaves two years left. It'd be you know they really used against him recruiting, lighting and only having two years left on this contract. Do you think they rolled over a year, extended to four? What do you think they would do with this contract? I mean, it would hurt the recruiting, but you also have to think about if you aren't sold on the fact that he's your guy, I mean, all you're doing then is just making your buyout that much more difficult. There's So if you're not 100% sold that he's your guy, then you can't extend it. If you didn't extend him last year, you can't extend him this year either. It's just It makes little financial sense to do so. Yeah, it's probably going to hurt recruiting a little bit, but it's going to hurt more the – Probably the 2018 class and it would the 2017 class. The 2017 class is probably starting to shape out about what, like they would expect to. State's got a bunch of uh, commitments. They look like they're going to hold most of them. Uh, so I don't expect it to hurt this class. I think it would hurt the 2018 class. And if you end up firing them anyway, that class is going to be shot regardless. So you go ahead and you don't extend them and you basically say you pick it back up. We'll go back to four years like we've always done. But – yeah, I, I can't see any reason to do that. Cause like I said, you're just making your buyout that much harder. Again, this is Dave Charles from the Cowboys. Charles, Cowboys, uh, Charles, my bad. Uh, appreciate you coming on, Justin. Oh, no problem. Thanks, man. <laughs> Jay, any thoughts on that, I guess, going in? One thing I really disagree with is I think you have to do something with this contract. You can't just leave it at two years. No, I don't think so either. Um, yeah, I mean, leaving it at two is, uh, yeah, it just seems, you just don't see that, and I I can't imagine. I think it, I can think it hurt. I can think it, not just recruiting, can hurt his team. Oh, he's not going to be here for long where he don't have his contract, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it can have a ton of negative effects. I, I, I don't see a situation where that happens. Me neither. I mean, I just go in and just have two years left. That's almost unheard of. I was yeah. even kind of surprised. I mean, because they could do something where even if you don't, you can ride it where his buyout doesn't even go up much if you want to. You've got to do something like that. You can't just leave it at two years. Um. That goes back to our point where he might would even take a lesser job. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that was what I was saying. It, I think it's either he, I mean, with Sexton, I think he's either going to get a pretty good contract and he's going to get that extended back out, or he's going to be somewhere else. I, I, I don't think it's a situation where he, they don't extend it and he stays there. Yeah, I, I think with Sexton, I could see a scenario where they just extend it out one year, 
I can see that. If it's but they're they're not just leaving it. They're gonna extend it or he's no. not there. No. I, I agree. Well, I'll start gonna wrap up today's show. We'll be back next week. Uh see how things go. If, if we got we kinda of, we start out Mississippi State actually at and with a, a really late game, I, get, I think that game's around starts around eight eight twenty something like that. No, 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 it's gonna be like nine fifteen, nine twenty. Ooh, ooh, even worse than later than I thought. Well, yeah. that's fine. Let's start there with Mississippi State for the week, and yeah, I don't even know who's playing tomorrow to be honest with you. But until then, everybody have a safe weekend. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.